Hello, you're listening to Good Mom, Bad Words. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at goodmombadwords or email us any funny stories or fun things that you have going on or just crazy parenting life or any questions you have to gmombbwords at gmail.com. Hi, and welcome to Good Mom, Bad Words. I am Therese, and I am the host. That's weird to say. I don't know. I did a podcast before with my um, stepson's mom. It was called Mommy Together Uncensored. We're planning on getting that back up and running here pretty soon, but we were really in the middle of it during COVID, so we had to stop for a little while. I decided that I wanted to make my own podcast because I have a lot going on in my own life that's a little bit bonkers and crazy and just not only to do with co-parenting. So I am really excited to start this podcast. I think that it will be really fun if you hear growling or laughing or screaming or crying. It's probably my kids. They're fine. They're with their dad in the living room. I'm not going to be editing this too much. Um, so I will probably just keep going. This is my first podcast, so I'm not really sure how it's going to go, but I'm really excited. Um, usually what I'll do is the beginning of these podcasts, I'll probably just kind of recap my week and kind of tell you all the crazy stuff that happened. Um, this week I'm going to share our story, which is a little bit emotional, a little bit bonkers. I don't think I'll cry. I'll probably laugh a lot. I do that when I'm nervous. And also, I just uh, want to warn everybody that this is definitely a trigger warning for some people. If you've ever been um, one to suffer from infertility or if you've ever had issues with pregnancy loss or if you've ever dealt with the foster care system, which could be either a positive thing or a negative thing. Um, Luckily, we had a really positive experience, Um, but I just want to let everyone know what's coming and what's ahead. So we'll start our story with me and my husband. So me and my husband have been together for 11 years, actually, as of yesterday. We have been married for almost 10 years, and we share three really great kids together. None of my children are biologically mine, um, and we'll get into that. But in the beginning of mine and my husband's relationship, it was just a little bit crazy. We were really young. We got married at 21 and 23, which is really young to some people. And Okay, so sorry about that. We had to take a break because somebody broke a glass out in my living room. Um, That is all, you know, this is how this podcast is going to go because at the end of the day, I am a mom of three and I have a wonderful husband, but you know, we all need help. So. I had to go help with that for a second, but I'm back. Anyways, so we got married really young. We were 21 and 23, and I felt really young, and it probably wasn't the smartest thing that we ever did, but at the end of the day, we ended up having a really good marriage. We went through our problems and our trials and tribulations and things like that, and maybe we'll talk about that later on in another podcast, but we have definitely grown a lot together. Um, We've been together my entire 20s. We met when I was just turned 20 years old. So we've been together almost my whole life, it feels like. I just turned 31. And I'm really, really happy about the fact that we got married so young. However, we had to deal with a lot of crazy stuff that I don't think everybody who gets married has to deal with. Um, 
Unfortunately, right before we got married, I had found out that it might be really hard, if not impossible, for me to have children. Um, And then we just continued trying and hoping and all that stuff. And we did about 10 years of trying to have kids and it just didn't work. It was really hard on my body. Um, I went through some fertility treatments and some medicines and things like that that really messed with my hormones, um, leaving me actually more debilitated than I was before. Um, So now I have a lot of joint pain. Um, My teeth fell out. I have um, a lot less teeth than I used to have. And hopefully one day I'll be able to fix those. But right now I'm just learning to love myself for who I am. Um, But yeah, so I ended up not being able to conceive naturally, and I had a really hard time with it. Um, I'll have an entire podcast possibly on that. Um, However, you can definitely go to um, Mommy Together Uncensored, where you can listen to my entire story about my fertility journey, because I did do an episode on that podcast. So, we ended up deciding that we were just going to move into, like, a really nice neighborhood And use our money to get a really decent apartment where we were just going to live our lives with just Dom, who is my stepson. And we were just going to hang out there with him and have the best life that we possibly could and just stop trying to have children. So then fast forward literally six months after I had decided that I was not going to have kids. I didn't want to have any children biologically. I was done Um, we were sitting around and I was just having a really bad day. So I decided to take myself to my room and I wrote down in a journal, um, how I was feeling and I was really emotional. So I was crying and I wrote, dear God, like, please help me. I know that I'm meant to be a mom and I just feel like my time is supposed to be now, but you obviously have more you know, of an idea of what's supposed to happen. And I wrote that I was ready to be a mom to any child that needed me and it didn't need to come from my body. And I would be 100% willing and ready to take any child who was up there and wanted me or out here and needed a home. And I was just ready to be a mom. And I knew that I was meant to be a mom. I just didn't know how. So after I wrote that, I felt a lot better. I think it's really good when you write into journals. I always write to God in my journals, but obviously that's not for everyone and that's totally fine. I'm a really open-minded person, so, you know, do what you do. But I wrote in that and it felt so much better. It was really a good feeling. So after that, I just kind of went on with my life for about a month. (laughs) And then all of a sudden we got, I got a text message from my mom And it was like, you need to call me right now. And I was like, what is happening? And then I had a message from a cousin of mine whom I wasn't really that close to. And through this journey, I've become extremely close to. Um, I'm sorry, I say I'm a lot. I will work on that. (laughs) I got a message from her on Facebook and I was like, what is she messaging me for? This must be spam because obviously I don't talk to her that much. So why would I be getting a message from her? And my mom, I finally called my mom and my sister was blowing up my phone at the same time. And I was like, what is happening? Like, did somebody pass away? Like what is happening? And 
That's why my mom was like, you have to call your cousin right now because there's something serious happening. So I gave my cousin a call and I was not expecting what I heard. But she had told me that there was someone in our family who had had a child and was unable to take care of that child. And the child needed a home. And they were wondering if I would be willing to take the child in and raise the child. (laughs) And that's when I found out about my daughter. (laughs) So I was completely completely caught off guard even talking about it is super emotional because it was just a really scary time um you don't really know how to feel in that moment so I knew that I was meant to be a mom in some way I had just prayed about it um I looked at my husband and I was like what do you think what do you think we should do and I was like there's a baby and it needs a home and I didn't need to know much about it at that point like I didn't know much about the situation um however I knew that we needed to figure out what we were going to do and what our plan of action was going to be so I looked at him and he was just like well how do we get a crib like he had no other answer except for okay like how do we get a crib like what needs to happen how how fast is this going to happen so I ended up talking to my cousin for a while And then I called my mom back and I told her what was going on and she kind of told me more of what was going on and we started our plan of action. I contacted who needed to be contacted and let them know that I was willing to be a family kinship care provider, which is um, like foster care. You can actually become a licensed foster care kinship. However, we did not become licensed kinship foster care parents. We just decided to do the kinship route. And get legal custody of both the children so that they could stay in our family. So at that point, there was only one child and it was our daughter. And we call her Bug. Um, and her name is Aria. So you, you can know her name. Um, I'm going to mess up and say it anyway. Um, so I'm not really trying to hide it. But her name is Ari. And we decided that we would do what we needed to do to get her home and to be with family so that she could grow up with her family and around everyone who she um, was related to. So going into it, we were really nervous. We didn't know what to expect. Um, Fast forward, like literally three months, it took a really long time for us to actually see a picture of her. Um, I found out about her on August 30th, and I didn't get a picture of her until Halloween. And then on Halloween, I got contacted by her foster parents, who I hope to one day possibly have on my podcast, but they're literally the most wonderful people I've ever met in my life, and thank God for that. But I was on the phone with her foster mom, and I was introducing myself and she was introducing herself and we were both just like kind of on edge and a little bit guarded to say the least (laughs) to just kind of be like hey like we care about this child and we want her to be well taken care of and I didn't know her and she didn't know me and I think we bonded in that moment because we both realized how much we cared about Ari so she told me all the things that she loved and how she was doing and what was expected and what how she 
you know, fell asleep, just like the littlest things. And it made me feel so comfortable. And I was like, after that, and I got off the phone, I felt so good because for those few months, I was literally like, where is she? Like, is she in one of those foster homes that you see on TV? Like the ones that are scary. And I was so, so, so blessed and so happy to realize like that wasn't the case at all. She was actually with some pretty freaking cool people and they cared a lot about her. So that was that. And then we started setting up visits from there. Um, we saw her a few times every week. Um, we talked on the, we talked on a Zoom or what was it? Skype, something like that. We video called every day so that she would know who we were. And I think through that, me and her foster mom really, really bonded and it was a really good moment, I think, for all of us because by the time it came to Ari coming home with us and staying, we had already become really good friends. And it was really silly, honestly, because the first week that Ari was home with me, I had been texting her foster mom every day before that because... Oh, sorry, I'm gonna yawn. <laughs> I was texting her foster mom every day because I wanted her foster mom to know she was well taken care of and that she was okay when she was visiting with us. So when she came to stay with us, I was completely weirded out by the fact that I wasn't texting her every day. So I actually texted her and was like, hey, I know this is weird. And I know we said like we needed some time to bond and we didn't really want like to contact from like the outside world and things like that. But I like texting you every day, so I was just wondering if I could just still do that. And she was so, like, welcoming and, like, totally okay with that, and she welcomed it with open arms. And we have not stopped texting every day since then, I don't think. And she actually is now considered my child's godmother. Um, we actually had to go through a lot of court processes um, and things, so they've been really great um sorry I had to snap up my dog because he's eating something he's not supposed to hold on one second so what was I saying oh so we had to go through a lot of court processes and things like that and it was I can't really go into a lot of detail about those things however we did end up getting legal custody of Ari and she will be with us until she's 18 she's well taken care of she's so happy and Honestly, I love her so much, I don't know what I would do without her. Now, let's back up and rewind a little bit more so I can tell you how I got Kobe Monster. So, Arya is two, and <laughs> Kobe is 11 months old. I think it's important that you know that Arya is two years old, but when we got custody of her, she was just turned 12 months old. She had just turned a year old when we got um, when she came to stay with us and we had only had her, we got her in January of 2020 and then Kobe was born. So I got two children in a three month span <laughs> and in March of 2020, literally the day the whole world basically shut down. My beautiful little boy was born. He's actually fully biologically Arya's brother. 
I did not know he existed until March 19th when they called me and told me that he was in the hospital and he was very ill, very sick, um, dealing with some problems. Both of my children were born neonatal abstinence syndrome, which is NAS for short, and means that they were both exposed to um, drugs. Basically, they were both exposed to uh, substances that they shouldn't have been. Um, both of them reacted completely different, and uh, Kobe ended up in the hospital for seven and a half weeks. Um, I didn't know anything about him till March 19th when they called me. They told me basically it was going to be the same situation as for Ari, except they wanted him to come home right to us. So we did that. I couldn't go to the hospital. It was the scariest moment of my life. It was in the smack, literally the beginning of COVID. And I couldn't even call the hospital to see how he was doing at that point. Um, so I just kept checking in with the caseworkers like, hey, give me any updates, anything that you have, anything that you need me to do. And so they did. And luckily, this went a lot faster than we were expecting it to. And within four weeks, I was able to finally get to the hospital and I stayed for the remainder of time with him. So I think, well, that's not true. So the first four weeks, I wasn't really able to even check on him. And then four weeks in, I was able to call and see how he was doing every day. And then I, we had to go to court and we were granted temporary custody of him and was able to go up so I could make medical decisions for him, which was also super scary. He did have seizures and a bunch of issues like that. And I ended up spending, I think, a total of about two weeks in the NICU with him. And he ended up being able to come home. He had to get weaned off of some medication. But he honestly did such an amazing job. It's just, like, crazy how strong a tiny little baby can do. And he's extremely spoiled and very well loved <laughs> because he's my little miracle baby. Both of them are. So the good news about him is that when he came into our care, we were already in the middle of our of our process with Aria and we ended up getting full custody of both of our children so we have full custody of our children they will stay with us until they're 18 we take care of them they're ours we treat them as biological children um and that's all you know the law in our hearts they've been our our children since the second that we heard that they existed um I did not know that you I have never experienced a pregnancy I had four miscarriages um, and one chemical preg pregnancy, which is very similar, but a little bit different. Um, and I have never been able to carry past a certain amount of weeks. Um, I don't really like to talk about that much, so we probably won't talk about that much. But I didn't know that you could just love a child without even, like, really knowing they existed. But I think that I had the love for them before I even heard of their existence and when I did meet them it just changed my whole entire world so they're mine and I love them I'm gonna cry a little bit um I love them very much and I'm really happy that I'm able to be their mom and help them through this crazy life that we have um so those are my two youngest children they are 14 and a half months apart 
being a mom of two under two is crazy and that's what the majority of this channel will be about it will not be about our journey through foster care it won't be our journey through all that crazy stuff it's mostly just going to be about me being a mom but I feel like this first episode really needed to explain who I was and why I am this uh, I don't think I, cur I curse that much during this episode, and I probably won't curse that much during my episodes because I'm a pretty professional person. However, I probably will say some bad words. I'm that mom. I'm the mom that says bad words when, you know, she's frustrated, and I'm the mom that, you know, drops something and says, oh shit, I'm that mom. <laughs> so, I'm not a mean mom and I'm not a bad mom just because I say bad words under my breath or even out loud when speaking to my husband, um, talking to my friends and things like that. But I'm definitely that mom. And I think it took a really long time for me to realize that I didn't have to change my entire self to be a mom. I've worked in the childcare industry for 13 years. I'm an early childhood educator. Educator. And I have had to, you know, censor my mouth a lot and I've learned how to do that and it's not a problem and I don't like just curse at my children, but I definitely am not, I'm not good at not cussing. Like I'm not, that's just my way of life. And I think that my kids will probably say bad words at some point and I'll have to explain that to them. My oldest son he is 12. He's my stepson. He's been around since he was 14 months old, and I love him like he's mine too. I have no difference in love between the three of my kids. I know some people say that's impossible. It's not to me. Um, I think everyone's different, and my child is my child, and I love him so much. <laughs> so he has definitely asked me about, you know, cussing and bad words and things like that, and I'm always like, hey, like, there's a time and a place. Like, don't, you're too little. Like, don't say bad words. But I'm, like, the terrible example of that. I'm also a very real-life mom. So, like, my kids, um, Aria today asked for door fries. Um, that's because I told Mike that I, my husband's name is Mike. I told him that I wanted to get a burger and fries. That's all I really wanted was a burger and fries. And Aria heard me. But I wasn't talking to her. And she was playing with her baby. So, I didn't know she heard me. So, then, like, literally... Maybe 15 minutes later, I'd already placed the order on DoorDash, you know. And she hears me talking to Mike, and she's like, hey, mom, I want door fries. I said, you said, what did you say? <laughs> I'm door fries. I was like, you want door fries? And then I realized, like, she was going to the door like she wanted fries. And she, they, she heard me say that, and she was waiting for someone to come to the door. Because what COVID has done to all of us is that, my child know, now knows that if someone knocks at the door, they're either bringing toys and packages or they're bringing food. And it's sad, but also kind of funny. And I find weird things super funny. So that was really cute for me. And um, I have a picture of her that I <laughs> will add to my Instagram, um, which is good mom, uh, good mom, bad words on Instagram. And I think it's so funny because she definitely has her door fries just chilling, eating her fries. That was a funny time. Um, but anyways, I just want you guys to know, like, I'm just a wacky mom with undiagnosed ADHD who has a really good time with her kids, loves her husband, has a dog, had another dog, 
had all this crazy stuff going on in her life. And I just want to share some of my crazy stories with you and some of the fun times and just kind of see, you know, where this can go. And I think my next episode is going to be about my adventure with potty training my daughter. However, throughout the week, I'm kind of adding things to a list of things that I can talk about. So if you guys have anything you would like me to talk about, feel free to hit me up on my Instagram, good mom, bad words, or you can also hit me up on my email address, which I will attach at the end of this. I hope you guys have a wonderful time today and every other day. Hello, you're listening to Good Mom, Bad Words. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Good Mom, Bad Words, or email us any funny stories or fun things that you have going on, or just crazy parenting life, or any questions you have to gmombwords at gmail.com.